right, welcome back to Defeat the Chaos with Corey Harris and Julie Traxler. This show provides entrepreneurs with information, tips, and tricks to help their businesses from being owner-dependent and stagnant to growth-ready and process-driven. Happy Thursday, Corey. How you doing? Great. Happy Thursday to you, too. (laughs) What's happening today? Uh, a lot, a lot. We've, we've got our first guest today. First guest ever. First guest ever on Defeat the Chaos. Yeah. Brian McFarland is going to join us right around 920 to talk about setting yourself up for success in the new year. Brian is the founder of the three by five life, and he's just an amazing human being. So I'm really, really excited to talk to him before we even go any further though, Corey, I feel like Every listener has been on the edge of their seat for a full week now, wanting to know the end of your skimpification story. So, so close. Did I say it wrong? Skimflation. There you go. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I didn't even read the right no, word. I don't, I made that made up. up. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about skimpification. No. Jeez. Yeah. Just Skimp- leave it to me. Okay. <laughs> you take it from yes. here, Corey. Take it. Take it. Bring it home. So, yeah. Anyway, last week we were talking about the news stories and being our first show, we were like, yeah, we kind of ran out of time really quickly at the end. So we were talking about skimflation and that uh, is the idea that when I, the, the example I was using was that you buy a 12 ounce can of soda. And then the next time you go in, it's like 11.2 ounces and they cut 0.8 ounces off. Mm-hmm. You don't really notice, but you're paying the same amount for a smaller, smaller amount of, of goods. But the um, skimflation is the same concept but what it is is like on customer service it's on services like you're you're paying more and you're getting less so uh, the f- first thing that came to mind was on airplanes you and I used to travel all the time mm-hmm. for work and just I mean from I mean just in the past like five six years and not even including the pandemic like it went from like everything was kind of available to it just turned into now it's like if you get on a plane maybe a bottle of water if you're lucky and it's you're it's the same service it's they're just offering less yeah. oh and, okay and and you might even be paying more to get less you know when i got mad when they stopped serving alcohol on planes that was a disservice to americans i never had a, that problem <laughs> maybe it was just you maybe you got cut off well, anything's possible. Yes. You don't know. You don't know. All right. So that is skimflation. And I feel like everybody can now, you know, scoot their butts back on their seats well, a little bit more. Sure. But when it comes to like customer service, because we're big on that, like that's, we are. that's one area that I don't think that you should ever skimp on it, the, the human contact, that human touch. It's the, probably the, one of the most expensive, one of the largest costs that any business has is the human aspect of things. But how frustrated are you when you need to solve a problem and you can't ever talk to a human? Oh. It's always a chat bot or press a button, send us an email. We'll get back to you within 48 hours. It's frustrating. It is frustrating. It, 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 it is. And you know what else is frustrating when I'm gonna go back to the airlines for a minute here. Cause now you've, you've teed me up for, for something big here back. Like when, like after 9-11 happened, right? The airlines really needed to, they were suffering because, well, everybody was afraid to fly. So that's when they introduced baggage fees, like things like prices were skyrocketing. And so baggage fees came in because they were trying to cover up for, they were trying to have less of an impact for the big like spike, the surge in fuel prices. 
So they introduced this fee. And then fuel prices leveled out and went back to normal. But you know what never went away? The baggage bag- fees. Yeah. And they airlines make billions of dollars a year off of baggage fees. Sure. I and made that number up. I don't know. The I, real I'm, numbers. I'm sure it's probably in the billions. Yeah, probably. High hundreds of millions. Yeah. The And I saw it because right around that same time, mid 2000s, working in restaurants and we had that the spike in oil price and every single food distributor was like, oh, we have to put this fuel surcharge on all of our invoices. It's like nine bucks, but it'll go away after, uh, you know, after the uh, the the oil drops never went away. Every single invoice has got a fuel surcharge on there now, Mm -hmm. which is I mean, you're going to pay for it one way or the other. They're going to bake it into their price or they're going to they're going to add it as a line item on your invoice. The nice thing is if you have enough pool with a particular vendor, you can say, Hey, you can just take that off. I'm not paying it. Yeah. But yeah, businesses do that all the time. It, like you, it's never, there's never a reversal. It's always move forward. And the thing, ugh, the baggage fees, those things bother me so much because it just caused, it turned everybody into a two bag person on the plane. So mm-hmm. somebody who would have normally thrown their bag underneath the plane is now trying to stuff it into the overhead bin slows down. I I want somebody to do a study on that. Like how much quicker could you actually get this plane off the ground and how much fuel could you save? AKA how much money could you save if you could just put bags under the plane and spend less time trying to stuff them into the overhead bins. And plus traveling as much as we did, we generally got to sit in first class. Yep. Those a-holes that are in row like 42 who come on and just throw their bag in the first spot they see, which is, my spot in yep. first class. Yep. I mean, that sounds a little elitist, but hey, I spent so much time on the road, on planes. I deserve to get a little, you know, better treatment than if you're flying to just Disney World with for the weekend. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I trust me, I don't want to travel to Orlando, but every time I had to, I got to travel with everybody going to Disney World. And I'm like, I'm just going there for work. Just let me sit up front in peace, have a couple of scotches. Right. Right. So listen, funny story. One time I was flying back from Minneapolis to, I think, Philadelphia, and I was in first class. And, you know, I'm like the board when they start boarding, get my seat, get a drink, get settled, whatever. And you're the, I'm going to board very last because I don't want to spend a second longer on this plane than I need to. I've got one carry on the, and I can sit at the bar right. and watch the game. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I sort of took the, the Corey Harris approach to boarding the plane. I waited. And then when I get on the plane and I'm in first class and there's no room and I got a bag and I got to put it above. And I might have been the person who, I mean, I lost my shit on the plane because I'm like, whose stuff is in here? And because they're like, you're going to have to gate check it. We're going to have to put it. You know, I'm like, absolutely not. I lost my mind. And then finally, somebody who was in like row 17 came up and he's like, I'm sorry, that's my bag. I'm like, get your yeah. Get, like, get back in the back. Yeah. Get back where you belong. <laughs> yeah. Also, don't use my toilet. It's first class only. <laughs> we really do sound elitist right now. <laughs> Swear to God, we're not. We're not. But you also. Yeah. OK, let's just move on yes. from airplane stories, although there are plenty of good ones <laughs> sure. that we could tell. So what else do you want to talk about today? Well, we so three by five life and you might want to explain it because I already got it wrong this morning once when I was trying to figure it out. I don't think I do want to explain it. I think I would like Brian to explain it. Sure. But it's, it's about like, I mean, just not, like not explain, explain, but give everybody kind of an idea of the, it's a, it's a productivity system a productivity that helps you to approach your day with the right mindset and win the day every day. 
So it's setting the right mindset. It's mm-hmm. start set, your day with gratitude, setting goals, like tasks, like all of that. It's, it's just yes. organizing your day and, and you start off the right way. Yes. Sounds great because a lot of times I know that I am, and I'm sure many people out there, you're kind of running around with like a chicken with your head cut off yeah. in the mornings because you've got too much going on. And one little phone call from somebody or an email that you didn't expect can just throw off your entire day because you're just not organized. You're not ready for it. Yes. My whole day was thrown off yesterday because I just, I was really tired. And so literally I was late for every single thing I had to do yesterday. Yes. Uh, good story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I was waiting for you to expand upon that. I or? am just, I am confirming your point okay. that yes, if you're not organized in the morning, your day can go off the rails fairly quickly. Sure. So let's talk about goal setting then. And let's do that's, it. Goal setting is kind of like a long-term, I mean, it could be short-term, but it's not, you're not really setting goals daily for yourself, but it could be like almost tasks. Cause if you think about mm-hmm. it, like a project plan, you're not going to have daily goals, but you're going to have tasks every do every day that you do to reach certain goals, certain milestones. Correct. So Let's talk about goal setting. Let's let's talk about setting up setting yourself up for success with goals. Okay. Do you do goal setting? I don't. Well, you. So I know you think you don't, but you actually do. Well, I'm 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 a big picture type person. You really are. You really I'm, are. I'm not. I'm going to do X within X. Oh, I'm totally that person. I'm just like this is going to happen by the end of February. Yeah. So every year on my birthday, I make a plan for the next twelve months. Right. And I kind of lay out, these are all the things I want to accomplish. And I pick like buckets, right? So there's, you know, health, there could be relationship, business, um, um, physical, there could be financial, whatever. And then I, I pick the goals and then I decompose them into like quarters and then months and, and break them down that way. Like some of them, like I have some goals and I'm like, I'm not going to really look at that until like, you know, the end of. June or whatever. Right. So my birthday's in December and I'll say like example, here's an example. I really, you know, I, I love running. I have not really done much of it lately. And I've, I just have a lot of um, mental blocks with running where I just always am like quitting on myself mentally. So I was like, I got to build up my mental toughness a little bit first so that I can actually stop having that negative self-talk, which I know you that's a concept you don't understand. Positive self-talk, negative self-talk. Yeah, you don't, don't understand, understand self-talk. No. I know it's so weird. But anyway, I will, I break it down. Um, I, I, that negative self-talk impacts my ability to really run. And, and, and in fact, so much that when I was in Montana this past summer, I had a conversation with Lauren Johnson, who is a, you know, elite performance coach. And she was like, yeah, we need to work through this. Like this is, you need to like take baby steps through it. So one of my goals is in the next 12 months is to start running again, but I didn't even, I didn't even put it on the calendar in my plan until like April, because I knew I probably had that much mental toughness work to do before I could get to it. Cause I don't want to start it and fail it. So I know I've got this goal and I've got this work to do to get to that, even to start that next goal. And then to be able to accomplish whether it's like, you know, 500 run 500 miles or two, whatever it is. Right. So I just create the goal and then decompose it. I also have a tendency, as you know, I like to set really, really big goals, really big. 
And then I do not beat myself up if I miss the goal, because I know that I'm still trying really hard to achieve some portion of it. And so I'm not, I don't like get, I don't get frustrated with myself. I'm like, oh, I didn't hit that goal. I'm like, that's cool. I got really close. I now I know I can achieve it. I just need to do a little bit more. Sure. And that kind of brings in the concept of stretch goals versus mm-hmm. regular goals. Almost all my goals are stretch goals. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I work with you on a daily basis. I know that. <laughs> um, the, but yeah, the idea being that you're going to set something that's realistic that you don't want to, that's hard, but not impossible. And then yeah. you set that more kind of impossible type goal because you want, you know, if you hit your, if you hit your hard goal early, yeah. You want to keep going, obviously. Right on. And I think the same goes for for business. You want to improve your sales by 10% next year, but that might not be realistic. It's a great goal and then just an arbitrary number that most people give their salespeople. You know, most business owners, yeah, we're just going to increase by 10% next year. That's just unrealistic. That's not sustainable. Right. Uh, but the the idea being that you want them to, you don't want people to slack off after August because they have all of a sudden hit their goal and they're like, well, I'm done for the year. Uh, you know, I can just go ahead and just coast from now. So it's, it's challenging your people. It's challenging yourself. And um, it's just, it's important to do to set goals. Even if you're like me, where you have um, the, the uh, just more of like a big picture person, yeah. you still want like to aim for something. Yeah. But all right, let's move on though, because we yeah. are. Let's dig into answers to questions nobody's asking. Corey, when is a child too old to believe in Santa Claus? When you can get a firm grasp on things like physics and the size of the planet. <laughs> it's. For some people, that never happens. Exactly. <laughs> there are some people who still think the world is flat. So for oh. all I know, there can be like 50-year-old people who still believe in Santa. There are some people who still think the world is flat. That is, we we know some of them. Yes. We, we really do. What do you think? I, I think that, I don't, well, there's a part of me that says, let kids believe in Santa Claus for as long as possible, right? Like, because let's let's face it. The world throws so much crap at you all the time. And there's so much like negative stuff to think about that letting kids believe in Santa Claus for as long as possible is that's, that's a good thing, right? That's not, that's not a bad thing for children. So I, there's part of me that believes that, but then there's the part of me that also believes don't let your kid be the one who goes to school in the like fourth grade and finds out from everyone else that there's no Santa Claus and, and he becomes the victim of like everybody like making fun of him and because he still believed and he's crying in school and maybe pees his pants. I don't know. What what age is fourth grade? Like 12? No, fourth grade is like 10. 10? Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say double digits. It's probably too old. Yeah, I, I think so. I just, I feel like it's, but I also, like, I know that my nephew, so there's no shot that my nephew's, but if you are, hey, Colton, <laughs> I've he's 12. There's no shot he believes in Santa anymore, I don't think, but I'm pretty sure that my niece Kennedy does and she's nine. I don't know. I'm going to have to check in with Stacy on this. I'm I personally, sure. whatever, Santa's fine. You can believe in that guy left and right. I have a problem with Elf on the Shelf. 
because we're just setting up kids to be okay okay with the police state just constantly surveying you oh where's the elf oh he's looking at me no get that out of your house let your kids have a little freedom people just a little freedom this is literally why you're my favorite person on the planet because you related elf on the shelf to the police state which is amazing all right let's dive into the one more question really quick before we uh head into break um Corey, what does it mean to be intentional for the holiday season? I would assume it's just being straightforward. I don't think just so. Just open and honest. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to do what just, I, I don't know. Clearly, I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, well, I think that it means, you know, just making really, like, being present and, like, being like making decisions, like I'm going to spend this time with the family or I'm going to spend this time with friends or I'm going to do this and just being really intentional about what you're doing and, and showing up. But I, this is going to be a really good question that we can ask Brian. Cause I feel like this will go well with his three by five life system. And him talking about, you know, the intentionalness. Is that a word? No, but uh, and I wasn't going to say it is now. It is not a word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it's a word. No. Um, but anyway, that is, I, I think it just means being really, really present. Okay. So this holiday season being present with the presence. Hey, oh, I knew that was coming. I knew that was yeah, coming. Yeah. That's a great way to just segue out of this segment. Cause we got Brian waiting for us and. Um, yeah. And I'm excited to bring Brian in. And we'll, we'll, he will be with us right after the break. He's going to. Yep. So let's, let's take a break. Let's take a quick break. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Corey from Defeat the Chaos, and I wanted to tell you a little bit about SB Pace. That's the company that Julie and I co-founded. We offer coaching and consulting services to small business owners, helping them to reach new levels inside of their businesses. One of our most popular services is our one-on-one coaching, where we work directly with small business owners just like you to make your business more efficient. We guide you through finding more time in your day to focus on the tasks that bring the most value to your business and accelerate your revenue growth. This one-on-one, well, technically two coaching is built around your schedule and your goals and will help keep you on track to make your business a success. There are no strings attached, no long commitments, and it's priced perfectly for any small business. If you're struggling to find time to grow yourself and your business, or you want to find ways to improve your financial situation, head on over to sbpace.com slash small dash business dash coaching to sign up. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum, INC. 
Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We've got Brian McFarland on of 3x5 Life, and we're going to hopefully have him tell us what it means to be intentional uh, as we go through this conversation today. How are you doing today, Brian? I'm doing fantastic. Great to be on with you guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We're excited. You're, you're our very first guest on the, uh, the radio show. How does that feel? Oh, my goodness. Uh, it, Christmas has come early. this is is why you're our first guest we love you brian and i still believe in santa for the record (laughs) (laughs) when do you think it's too old when do you think that like kids should like stop believing my daughter just turned eight uh and she still believes and i'm just so scared of the day when she stops believing so i hope till she's like 15 yeah for for my child like wonder not for her it's about me (laughs) (laughs) That's that that's that's totally fair. It is I I always think it's a little bit sad when kids like realize that there's not a Santa. It's it's because they're now entering a new stage of their life and it's it's you know, it's kind of sad. But I think once you figure out there's no Easter bunny, don't you kind of then naturally think there can't possibly be a Santa Claus, can there? Yeah, and like do all of the dominoes fall at the same time, like in terms of like the tooth fairy and like all of those just fan you know fantasy beings that roam the universe? Do they, Brian? I, I, I would I would agree. I think they all <laughs> die at once. <laughs> this right. is such an uplifting conversation. <laughs> it really yeah. is. All right. <laughs> Let's, um, maybe you can answer the question that uh, we were talking about right before we went to break, which is what does it mean to be intentional for the holiday season? So what I try to do actually, because it was, that was my goal this month to was to be intentional. Uh, you know, having young kids, like we're saying, not knowing how long they're going to be in this stage of life uh, was really just trying to be, have something almost planned out daily to bring a little joy, a little excitement to, um, the day during, during this holiday season. So showing up at the office with, you know, some muffins or something like that, just doing something out of the ordinary or bringing home, home something from work that, you know, my wife wasn't expecting during this season or something for the kids, uh, just trying to add some magic to it. And, you know, like, like you were saying earlier, Julie, it, it is being present, but I think that's 
so much easier said than done because the holidays come with so much chaos. Um, you know, we're going to get into a little bit, but you know, I run multiple businesses um, and a lot of year end stuff. So as much as I'm trying to be present, it's a struggle because you're closing out so many loose ends come December. Well, and that, I think that's where the three by five life system or just any system in general, in terms of setting goals, creating tasks, creating like just a routine for yourself is helpful, especially at the end of the year, because you need to write family time into your schedule. If you're a busy person, you need to say, okay, between the hours of 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. on this day, we're doing dinner. I'm putting the phone down, not yeah. looking at the computer, all of that stuff, because that's just, it's so easy nowadays since we're so connected to just tune everybody out and just start looking at emails again when you should be enjoying the family, enjoying the magic of Christmas or right. whatever it is. Right. And then you also factor in that there's, you know, so many entrepreneurs, and I will be really curious to hear your thoughts on this, Brian. So many entrepreneurs talk about that time between Thanksgiving and January 1st as separation season, which drives me insane, right? It's like, hey, everyone else, if you're not an entrepreneur, then they're probably taking breaks or they're, you know, even a lot of entrepreneurs working less. So if you really want to get ahead, then double down and spend even more time working during what is already just pure chaos and is supposed to be this really special time of the year. And somehow as entrepreneurs, we manage to make it more stressful for ourselves and to put more pressure to get more done. And I think that that's mostly, I, I would, I would wager most of that is just for show. People are just, it's just a lot of bullshit. Oh, look at me. I'm working at 7 PM on Christmas Eve. No, you're not. You answered <laughs> one email. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. And it's not sustainable. You know, I mean, what, where does that bring you joy in life? Uh, that's my thing is, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, as cliched as, as it is, is like what, what matters matters, you know, when, when you like right now, I'm, I, I do lots of ultra running as you guys know, and I tweak my back and I can barely walk right now. And now nothing else matters, but my health, you know, two weeks ago, I was taking my health for granted. Uh, so it's really being intentional of what, having your eye on the ball and what really does matter. And during this season, it should be your family. Yeah, it should. So let's, let's take a quick step back and talk about the three by five life. Cause um, you know, on the front end, Corey had asked me to explain it to, he's like, explain to our listeners <laughs> what it is. And I'm like, I think Brian's probably the better guy to do that. I gave it a shot, but I'm not sure I could do it justice. Yeah. So um, I'll try to make it quick. It's a, it's a simple three by five index card. Um, it's scored down the center. So it can be folded in half. We have these neat little phone sleeves. So it like lives on the back of your phone, kind of like a bolted on app. Um, and on one side of the card, it says AM gratitude and PM wins. Uh, and then on the back side of the card, it either has a simple task list um, on one side and then your kind of day schedule on the other or it's a task list and it's kind of like a blank note section on the other side. Um, so the, the idea behind it was there's so many complex planners out there and systems that people use that you, they become overwhelming. It almost becomes this new to-do to fill out this complex system. So my goal was to really dumb it down, focus on the important, make it functional, but also highlighting some of the fluffy stuff, if you will, of, of gratitude and wins. So the idea is in the morning, you know, write three things you're grateful for on, on the left-hand side of the card. Um, and then in the evenings, you're bookending the day by writing three wins. 
Um, and BJ Fogg, a lot of people are probably uh, familiar with him and his book, Tiny Habits. And he, at the end of his book, he's like, hey, if you get one thing out of this book, it's the power of celebration. One day celebration will rank up there just as high as gratitude. And I think I get more feedback on the celebration side at the end of the day where people are writing three wins for the day. Because what that does is, you know, it puts you in the state of, you know, right before you're going to, going to bed of, you know, those little successes. And it almost like allows you to fall asleep faster, have better dreams. Um, so that's the, the one side of the card. And then the back side is just literally your task list. We keep it short, 10 tasks. We don't want to overload ourselves and then your day schedule. So that's kind of like a high level overview of the card. Without even getting into what's on the card, I love the concept of the card because of the simplification. Because in today's world, everything's like, oh, I just need an app and I'm going to connect it to my watch and that's going to alert my computer. Like it's too complicated. This is yeah. something that I could fold up, stick in my Costanza wallet and I could <laughs> leave the house without even bringing my phone with me. And there we go. I'm off to the races. Yep. <laughs> the exactly. question is, could you find it in your Costanza wallet? Yes, <laughs> in that wallet. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm curious, and I, I'm, I'm betting that I know the answer to this question, Brian, but have you read The Magic of Thinking Big? I have. Yeah, so you're, the wins and just the way that this sets you up for success just so much reminds me of, what that book teaches us about the importance of having the right attitude and focusing on the right things. And that's really, as you were talking about it, that was what was resonating in my head is like, this is like the magic of thinking big come to life. Yeah. And I, I'm, I think the thing that's had the biggest impact on my life, which plays right into that book is, the weekly review. And if you're doing this on a daily basis of writing down your wins and then you carve out like a Sunday jam session for 30 minutes and, and review your week of cards and really take note of like, Oh my gosh, I did. I completely forgot. I had that big win on Tuesday and you're really reflecting on the week of what you did well, what needs some work and then setting up your next week. Uh, there's so much magic to, into that. And it, it, really plays into momentum. Um, a momentum drives entrepreneurs, momentum drives businesses. Uh, and if you're not taking the time to kind of recognize that momentum and where it's going, uh, I, I think you're losing a lot. Uh, you went exactly where I was going to go. I wanted to ask you if you could just kind of explain to our listeners how this three by five life helps can really help entrepreneurs in their journey to building something really great. Yeah. So I'm, if it just, we started out with the daily cars and we just recently launched like the three by five life system, which, you know, still trying to keep it simple, but it adds a few more cards on. Cause I kind of was trying to deconstruct what I do and what drives success in my life onto just a few cards. Uh, but I know you guys are, are big fans of um, um, Jesse Itzler. And, you know, when you look at the daily card, I think one of the biggest drivers or the biggest stickiness factors from an entrepreneurial standpoint is the simple act of at night, taking a look at your task today and anything that's not completed, grab tomorrow's fresh card, 
writing them on there, writing any new tasks that need to go on there. So you're brain dumping and then setting up tomorrow's card. So putting your big rocks that you need to accomplish on tomorrow's card and then waking up the next morning and just following the script. You know, so to, you know, last night I wrote down that I was doing this radio show with you guys and I just kind of, you know, thought about that and just kind of visualized how that was going to go. And then, you know, some I have a holiday lunch today and just kind of knowing what's on your script for the next day, just then you wake up and you just follow it and you're just off to the races. And I, and I think that's huge. It's so simple, but doing it at night before you go to bed, I think is very impactful. So the cards, are these just personal or do you, do you mix business and personal on there? Or, and if you do, what, what takes precedence in terms of like, I mean, what's more important is, or do you just have to figure that out on your own? So, I mean, I write down, you know, for tasks, I write down business and personal tasks I have to do. Um, I'm not putting like every little minutia on there for, for tasks, but yeah, everything for me lives on this. Um, I think when you have so much to do that it can't fit on a three by five card, then something's got to give in your life. And I have a lot going on. And I mean, I, I have plenty of room. Did, did you upgrade to the four by six card at that point? I did not. I, you know, I tried going four by six life, but it just, it just didn't, it didn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I, I think the, that develop developing the habit, right? Because yeah. if there is one thing that I have learned since um, Corey and I started SB Pace and since we started a podcast and, you know, we have that second business certivium, which we have to try and remember to talk about more. We're so bad about I that. I honestly forget that it's. Yeah. Thing. That's because our other business partner does such a great job running that one. Um, but what I was going to say is what I have really learned in 2021 is the importance of consistency. Yeah. And just repeating and, and, you know, I, Tim Grover's book winning, which have you read that Brian? I've listened to a bunch of his interviews about the book, but I've not read the book. So I've listened, I didn't, I didn't actually physically read it, but I have listened to the audio version of it like five times since it came out. And what he says in that book that just resonated with me so much is that, you know, when it comes to winning, it's boring. Winning is not exciting. Like winning is the act of doing the same things every single day and getting really, really good and just building in that consistency and focusing on habits and checking the boxes every day over and over and over again. And it is mundane. It is boring. And it is, there's, it's, it's not as exciting as, as people tend to think. And it is typically it's a grind. It's a grind to get there. You nailed it. I, I could not agree with you more. And that's why I think so many people try, you know, systems like this or other journals and they give up after two weeks because they don't see the effect that if they really would have given it a, a solid, I'll say even 90 days to six months, they're going to see the impact because, you know, think how many, you know, stars that, that Grover's worked with over the years that, you know, they're taking thousands of jump shots a day or, you know, what have you, the, the doing the, the fundamentals. He talks about Kobe doing the fundamentals, like just a simple, like pick and roll over and over and over again, you know, and, and even at the end of his career. Yeah. And that it builds that muscle memory, 
you know, if you're talking about basketball, but also in business, just doing those things over and over and over again. And uh, it becomes almost mindless, which is great because you're not really having to commit that much mental or physical energy to produce, you know, doing that task. But it is something that entrepreneurs rarely ever realize is that like the day-to-day stuff is just boring. Like, (laughs) Oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. This sounds exciting. It is for like, two weeks and then you're like, Oh, this is hard <laughs> and not, not exciting. Yeah. yeah. But you need to get through that. Like literally I'd say three, five years of boring. And then it just starts compounding like crazy. And you're like, Holy cow, how did I get here? And that, that's what happens if you stay in the grind. And that's uh, what I think where a lot of entrepreneurs just kind of lose interest is that it's this new shiny thing. And it's, they didn't, they didn't, become an overnight success and they're looking at all of these quote unquote overnight successes, which really aren't overnight Mm -hmm. successes. It's months and months and years and years of hard work. And then they hit it big. And that's the same for business. It's the same for sports. It's for, I mean, Hollywood actors, everybody looks at whoever it is in Hollywood. They're like, Oh, they just, they're on the scene and like, no, they, they were probably like forced into child acting and (laughs) you know, they, they've been doing this for, well over a decade and and yes then they got discovered so um yeah that's just that grind but we're almost out of time here with you brian so before we go uh can you tell our listeners how they can find you and what's going on and where they can buy your three by five life yes yeah so uh again we just launched the three by five life system so it's up there it has like a little mini course with it um but it's just three x five life.com uh, you can follow us on Instagram, 3x5 underscore life. So that's probably the best place uh, to connect with me. That's fantastic. And you have a podcast as well, right? Yeah, we have 3x5life podcast. Me and my wife do it. Just like a quick 10-minute podcast about you know a lot of mindful or, or mindset and wellness and productivity. And we kind of hit on those types of po- or, uh, topics. Love it. Brian, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. I know how busy you are. Um, you've, you know, running a couple of businesses, you got the kids, it's the holiday season. So we really, really appreciate you coming on and being our first ever guest on Defeat the Chaos. It was a pleasure to have you. Hey, I have nothing but respect for uh, both of you. So it's, a, it's an honor to be on with you guys. All right. All right. Yeah. Appreciate it, Brian and everybody out there. Remember to go check out Brian at three, uh, three by five life.com. All of that stuff's going to be in our show notes. So you can find all of that there. Yep. It is in the, it will be. And uh, Hey, Brian, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Hey, you guys as well. Take care. Yeah. See you. All right, everybody, we will uh, take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is Corey from Defeat the Chaos and I wanted to tell you a little bit about SB Pace. That's the company that Julie and I co-founded. We offer coaching and consulting services to small business owners, helping them to reach new levels inside of their businesses. One of our most popular services is our one-on-one coaching, where we work directly with small business owners just like you to make your business more efficient. We guide you through finding more time in your day to focus on the tasks that bring the most value to your business and accelerate your revenue growth. This one-on-one, well, technically two coaching is built around your schedule and your goals and will help keep you on track to make your business a success. There are no strings attached, no long commitments, and it's priced perfectly for any small business. If you're struggling to find time to grow yourself and your business, or you want to find ways to improve your financial situation, head on over to sbpace.com slash small dash business dash coaching to sign up. 
Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show For women, men, children, and families Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent To bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern To The Catherine Zox Show on The Voice America Channel It's time to take charge of your own career path But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back to Defeat the Chaos with Corey Harris and Julie Traxler. We uh, just had a great conversation with Brian, didn't we, Julie? We really did. Brian is such a great guy, and I'm so glad that he was able to carve out some time to join us. And he's just, he's a real special guy. So it was nice to nice to have him and let him uh, talk about his uh, impressive system that he's built. Yeah, it was a great conversation. Love talking to that guy. But we are going to jump into current events, news, uh, talk about what's happening in the world. We got to come up with a better title for this. Yeah, we're going to work on that. Yeah, we're going to make that. uh, I'm going to make that my New Year's resolution. You don't make no, I don't. But I'll I'll have one by the New Year at least. So not next week, but the week after. Okay, perfect. Maybe even some like intro music or something. Wouldn't that be be fancy? We're gonna we're gonna upgrade this show. We are gonna we're gonna take 2022 is gonna hit you right in the face. I love it. What do you got? What's your first, what's your first uh, headline that you got? Well, it's not really, it's related to anything. I guess it's more of just kind of like current state of the world. Sure. Um, where we are, but when we're looking where, when we are, when I'm looking for news, I go to a bunch of different places, just get a good kind of cast a wide net and just mm-hmm. see what's going on. Different opinions from around the world, different political stances, whatever it sure. is. I went to the BBC to check out the news okay. right there and just scrolling down, they have their top 10 articles, right? A lot, lot, of, lot of stuff's going on in the world right now. We yeah. got a pandemic that will never Wait, end. There's a pandemic? <laughs> I Can I just tell you that I don't know if you watched the, um, the who, who are the boys from, uh, is it like, it's Cartman and- Oh, South Park? South Park, where they're like, uh, would, have you watched their latest? No, I haven't. It's very funny where the pandemic ends or something and- I'm just going to tell you that in that particular episode, the pandemic ends in like 20 with 2050 or 2045 or something. That like sounds that. accurate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's a lot going on in the world right now. There's uh, tensions with um, Russia and Ukraine right now, tensions with China and China wants to wipe Lithuania off the map and all of this stuff going on. What, what do you think the most read article is on the BBC? British news. Um, how to make tea and crumpets for Christmas? <laughs> uh, that would make more sense. James Franco admits sleeping with students. Who cares? Oh, God, <laughs> the world is just going. It's just we're trash. Yeah, and and I don't even care. Like, I mean, there there might be like he had to pay some money or something. And isn't like, he an actor? Yeah, I don't care. He had like an acting school, and they're like he was grooming. I don't know. 
that should that be international news? Should that be number one for the British news company, British broadcasting? No, that whatever. Shouldn't be in, that shouldn't be news anywhere. No, but anyway. I mean, you should just go to prison. I don't even care. It shouldn't be on the news. Anyway, let's <laughs> yeah. move on. Okay. I'm going to go to the topic that you and I both came up with because yep. as everybody knows with Julie and I independently just kind of, we picked, we landed on the same, the same topic. So let's just go ahead and jump into that one. Yeah, let's do it. The most popular website on the planet for 2021 was TikTok. TikTok. That's right. More popular than Google, which is scary because in my mind, people are going to TikTok to try and find answers to their problems. Well, and what's really interesting about this one is that you think most, I, I would have to guess a very significant portion of the population has Google set as their homepage, right? Sure. So when you open a browser, it goes to Google and more people are finding their way and going to TikTok to look either to be entertained or forget like the problems are the maybe that just speaks to how bad people how much how tired people are of actual news and they need some entertainment they just need to escape yeah yeah maybe and, and i mean how often do you share a google search with somebody rarely but people are out there sharing tiktok searches left and right so that's true that's i mean that probably has something to do with it but still kind of scary that uh this that is i, I scary. still don't really understand exactly what TikTok is. Like I yeah. know it's like people can create videos and share them and whatever, but like, that's really all it is. Right. It's just, I have some videos and yeah. check them out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's, there's some very entertaining ones out there. Um, but I, I, you're talking to somebody who maybe in the entire year of 2021 has spent 12 minutes on TikTok, right? It's not really Which is sad because we have a TikTok page. We really do. <laughs> Thank you, Francis, for that. Our, our social media manager handles that. Um, yeah, she's half our age, though. So <laughs> she is. She's much better at it than we are. Um, I will say this. Here's my headline that I want. Can we move on to my sure. headline? Actually, I have two of them. And this one is just from a story that I heard this morning. So I didn't go capture this on the Internet. So as per usual, not all of my facts will be 100 percent accurate. <laughs> Consistency is important. Consistency is important. We talked about that with Brian. Here's here's what I heard this morning. I heard this morning that, and my news source is The Morning Wire, which is produced, it's a daily podcast by The Daily Wire, okay? There, what I heard this morning on this podcast is that in the first two weeks of December, they have seized enough fentanyl coming across the border to kill every single American, yeah, so that's like a pound because that stuff is super potent. Super potent. It well, I think it's more than a pound. But... I know. I was being I was overgeneralizing. Yeah, but I, it's not yeah. much more. It might be like a hundred pounds. Yeah. It's, it's but like literally, like it is fentanyl is the number one cause of death between 18 and 45 year olds in the country right now. And I don't think people realize how bad of a problem it is. No. And because we're still so busy talking about a, a pandemic that has a 99% survival rate. Sure. But it's also, a, I mean, cause that's the, the, the new toy, the flashy thing, whatever. And it's also like the, like, let's just like the drug crisis in America, the opioid crisis, mm -hmm. all of that. Like, that's just, it's not something people want to talk about because it's, it's, there's no quick fix. We can't just, 
because uh, you can't obviously stop it from coming in the country or being produced in the country or or any of those things. You can't stop it. And so we have to like dig deeper. And, and if we want to relate this back to business, it's uh, finding that root cause. And people don't want to look at what the root cause is when it comes to that problem or a problem in their business. They want to slap a Band-Aid on it, call it fixed and move on from there or just ignore it and hope it goes away. Yeah. And I, do you think there are multiple root causes for the, the, the opioid epidemic? Oh, definitely. It's not just one thing. There's, it's, there's a mental health issue in this country that needs to be dealt with. There's uh, the crumbling of like the family unit. That's a problem. There's Mm -hmm. like a lack of accountability, a lack of responsibility. Uh, There's so many things that we don't want to talk about that, because that you can't solve them easily, and it's and it could be quote unquote offensive to some people if we talk about some of these things. So let's just pretend it doesn't exist and focus on. I mean, like heart disease has been the number one killer of Americans for decades. Right. We don't want to talk about that because that requires personal accountability. Don't go, you know, don't eat like shit, and don't, you know, and you need to exercise. That obviously there are outliers in everything, but. People don't want to talk about that because it's not an easy fix. I can't tell you to not sit on the couch and eat like, you know, just eat crap. I can, but you're not going to do it. Like, I can't force you to do it. Not yet. No. <laughs> Correct. Yes. I, I'm I'm with you. And it's really hard to find something that you can talk about that doesn't offend somebody. That's just where, we, where we're at as a country. And I hate it. Sure. And maybe that's a game that we can play at some point is what... What's the most innocent thing we can talk about that's going to offend the largest group of people? Because it's I love it. Let's put that on the schedule <laughs> yes. for next week. Then we can get everybody to tune in and hear. And, yeah. and then they can let us know how offended they are by sending an email. Yeah. Then we just know people are listening and then we're happy about that. We're happy and yes. we're sorry we offended you. Yes. Or maybe we're not. You I don't, don't know. know. You don't know. Wait All right. What do you got for your next news story? So uh, this is actually a real news story I found while I was on the BBC. Okay. The James Franco thing was just kind of threw me off though, but it was talking about uh, the need to be present in the office versus being productive just in general. So as we all learned in over the past almost two years now, mm-hmm. it is very possible to be productive and not be present in the office. You mm-hmm. can be just as productive, if not more productive working from home than you can if you go into the office. But there's the need, and and I, I again, I think there's a lot of reasons here, but there's a, a need, a push from managers, from owners, from anybody in charge to get people back into the office. Why? I don't know. And here's where my brain went when you were talking about this. I recently reconnected with, um, an old friend, uh, somebody that we, we both used to work with Corey. And I was having this conversation with her. Um, and she, she said that, um, I just realized how many times I just rolled off. Um, in that like real short sentence, I'm a pro I'm a true pro. Aaron, are you counting for us? Aaron's our producer. <laughs> Aaron is our producer. I, Reconnected with an old friend that both of us used to work with and we had drinks last week. And she told me that had it not been for the pandemic, she would have quit her job because it was so toxic in the office that she couldn't stand to be there anymore. And she was miserable, but 
because she was now working from home full time, she loved her job. It was totally different. She didn't have to deal with the toxicity of the people that she was working with. And she was able to get so much more accomplished than she ever got accomplished while she was working in the office. And I mean, there's been multiple studies out there or reports or whatever about how people like the, the, it's just this weird sense of control with managers wanting to have like, you have to be in the office during these eight hours of the day, nine hours of the day, whatever, whatever it is for that schedule is. And the it's, I mean, everybody knows if you've ever worked in an office, you put in very, you don't, there's no way you, anybody puts in eight hours of work when they're in the office, you're screwing around in your computer, you're bullshitting with people in their cubicles. You're just walking around, you're walking out to your car. Oh, I'm just going to run to the store real quick because you're not that productive. And so I think that when you're at home and it's more personal, like you're like, no, this is now my time. And if I can get all of this work done in a short amount of time, then I've got the rest of the day to myself. And it's a motivation to get your work done. Yeah, there's distractions, but how much better is the quality of life when you, you know, instead of having to worry about doing laundry at the end of the day, I'll just get it done throughout the day. Right. And yeah, it's just. And I don't have to throw pants on. Yeah, exactly. I could wear shorts and t-shirt every day of my life. You really can. And I have. Yes, 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 you you have. So I think that's, I I am a big fan of let people work where they want to work and let them work where they're the most productive. Some people like to go in the office. Sure. I don't. All right. So I got one last question for you before we break, because we're almost out of time here today. What do you got? So Business Insider, uh, there are the two main fears that hold people back from uh, progress, progressing in their career. What do you think the two fears are? Um, fear of public speaking and fear of snakes. No, neither of those. Oh, okay. I got no idea. Though. Well, the snakes was close. Not at all. <laughs> um, fear of not being good enough. Fear of not being liked. Oh, I don't care if people like me or not. In fact, life is easier if they don't. Sure. You know what I mean? You know, they're not going to let anybody down if they don't like you. So I'm, I'm, what do you think about those? Uh, I mean, I can see why they're fears. I think they're kind of silly. I mean, maybe the good enough one I can maybe like, I don't know. I don't struggle with that. I'm good enough for everything. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and let's wrap it up. Yeah. All right. So thank you to Brian for joining us today. We're really happy to have him on the show and thanks to our listeners for tuning in, whether you're listening live or listening on the replay, we really appreciate you. Everything that you need to know, it can be found in the show card for today. And if you want to work with us, you can connect with us on our social media. We've got LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. We do have that TikTok that I was talking about. And we have a YouTube channel. Everything that you need to know, though, is on our website, sbpace.com. Yep. You can reach out to us. um, Listen to our podcast. Uh, It's on our site. It's called BizQuick, but we give lots of information there. Yeah. And don't forget about our other business, Certivium, which we always forget about. No doubt. No uh, doubt. Customer service customer engagement, social media. Again, you can find that on sbpace.com. All right. For Corey, I'm Julie, and this was Defeat the Chaos on the Voice America Business Channel. See you every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern.